Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode six of Three Dads and a Console. I am one of your hosts, Waba Plays, alongside me, as always, is Court. Court, good to see you today. Great to see you, too. Not that anybody can see us, but I can see you. <laughs> Probably for the best. And we are also here with Pez, a.k.a. Greg. Good day, mates. Accent every single episode. Every time. And we are also joined by someone who I recently met. She is also a fan of video games. My wife. A.K.A. Queen of the North. All shall love me in despair. To use that <laughs> all Sorry. Weekend. Hi, guys. We are here for a very special pre-Christmas episode. First off, some people don't know you. I do. You, I'd hope so. I, just, just a little bit. She wishes she doesn't know me sometimes. So, Queen, tell us about... I'm Queen of the North. As you can probably tell, I went through a Game of Thrones phase. Waba and I are married. I have to say, I don't consider myself a gamer. I'm more of a gamer by proxy. I am involved in the gaming community as far as what Waba tells me and the very limited games that I play. So I know gaming news if he informs me on it and different types of games and things like that. But when it comes to being like a gamer, I'm not me, <laughs> unfortunately. So, so, so follow up question. Yes. Do you play video games? Yes. So Do you, you own any video games? Yes. Do you probably play them daily or every other day? Mm, no, I wouldn't say that. I would so, say uh, I I try to log in to Animal Crossing and go around there, but that still counts. Just yeah. For future reference. No, it's no, like but it's not all the time. Me, like, I don't play video games. She plays Candy Crush every day. <laughs> I'm like, it's still a game. Yeah. And you don't I have don't... to know dudes. You're one of us. It's okay. Okay. All right. Fine. But I I don't actively search for gaming news or information, but I do listen to it and I, you know, have opinions on it and things like that, even though maybe I shouldn't. Did you know <laughs> that Animal Crossing, and I don't even follow Animal Crossing, had a whole update with all this Christmas theme stuff? Did you know before it was happening? I follow an Instagram that so, has... So that you knew? Know. Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Court's playing a uh, gamer lawyer right now. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to find the definition of what is a gamer and what isn't. I don't think isn't. there is a definition. As long as you're having fun, it is what it is. Yeah, that, that she, is. She true. also listens to a certain podcast. I do. Uh, run by three fathers and perhaps a console that might inform her over weekly gaming news, right? Yeah, but you tell me it before. It okay, is. well, thanks for <laughs> ruining the illusion. <laughs> okay. He does in his streams every day of his we're doing a show. He gives away all the content. I'm that. just practicing. It's like a dry run. So tell us about your first console that you've ever had. So the first console I ever had was a Sega Genesis. I played Sonic on it, not like, you know. I didn't I just know that. got the rings. Oh, I feel like really? I don't even know you anymore. We talked about the... The Disney games, those nope. are all on yeah, no, Sega I'm, Genesis. I'm glad she said Sega. Sega Genesis is the best. <laughs> so oh, we, of course we had that. That. <laughs> that was my first console. And I do have memories of playing like Aladdin and The Lion King and Sonic. I almost bought that for you on Switch today when I was in GameStop. So, they have a remake of Lion King and Aladdin. I almost bought that for you, except oh I thought God. you would just have get a, miserable a after 10 minutes. <laughs> I have like PTSD flashbacks when I see it. And then I had a, a Game Boy handheld and I played Wario and Kirby and Tetris. 
Wow, those are some great games. And <laughs> yeah. also, like when you think about the Lion King, it's funny. The level that we're all getting flashbacks and PCSD on is such a colorful, beautiful level. And for back mm-hmm. then, it was probably like the best looking level we've ever seen on console. Yeah, probably. I mean, so considering. It's freaking hard. It's so hard. Between that yeah. and the Aladdin, I call it the Turbo Tunnel, where you're mm-hmm. on the carpet and you have to go up and down based on the stuff falling or popping out of the lava. Nightmare. Just pure yeah. nightmares from Disney all the time. That's just what yeah. they do best is nightmares. That's that's so very true. <laughs> Disney does nightmares, a, quote as. There was a game, and I can't remember if it was a computer game or a Sega Genesis game, but it was a Disney game. And I finally found a YouTube video of someone doing a speed run of it. I can't remember what it was called. You had to collect beans, and it brought you up to, like, a beanstalk. Like, it, you planted a beanstalk, and you... It was a Mickey Mouse the, game, right? Yeah. And I remember th- spending weeks on it and being like, oh, my God, this is so hard. And this guy did a speed run of it in 20 minutes. Yeah, we and watched that like, thing during dinner. I was like, what do you mean that's hard? It is called <laughs> Mickey's Ultimate Challenge. Five yes. Mickey teasing action film puzzles is on that, a Super Nintendo. I think that's... No, it's... I, I, but it wasn't... Googled it right now. He has the giant yeah. and everything. Look. There's a yeah. giant... Sleep yes, that's it. But it wasn't Sega on Genesis. Nintendo. It was on Sega Genesis. Mickey's okay, Ultimate all right. Challenge. So it was the Genesis. So that was okay. the Beanstalk puzzle. It was the last puzzle of the game. And according to Google, very hard. I mean, it was really hard <laughs> for my little brain. Playing it now for my old brain, it would still be hard. <laughs> <laughs> we ask this from everybody. Some people have an answer. Some people don't. Okay. Some people hate that we ask it, but tough. I like what it. is your unpopular gaming opinion? Okay, I have I have two and one of them has two parts. So the first one, Last of Us. And I won't go into spoilers, but I will Potential say, spoiler warning for Last of Us 1. Joel was right, and Ellie knew exactly what happened at the end of the game and was willing to live with it. That bothers you? I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> That's it, yeah. it means you have to play the game. I 100% agree with you. This is also kind of a spoiler. If the Fireflies got the vaccine, they would use it to overthrow the military and pick and choose who received the vaccine. Wow, I never thought of that. They would use it for power and not for good. And especially when you play number two, you learn more about how the Fireflies, they weren't the nicest. No. No. But but was anyone nice in that? Like, that's... No. It's a bunch of gray characters. Joel was. Joel was. Well, even he's gray. Well, in the beginning, this isn't isn't spoilers. He is a smuggler. He's a terrible... So... So is Indiana Jones. <laughs> You're going to say he's a terrible smuggler? Well, he has, well, like, yeah. a redemption. And, like, Indiana Jones. Well, Indiana Jones. But, like, Han Solo, too. Smuggler. Very mm-hmm. gray character mm-hmm. in self-interest. But, yeah. like, if to, to, to back to um, the Queen's original point, as a parent, mm-hmm. I totally get... Like, when I played it the very first time, I wasn't a parent. And I and when I replayed it, first one, I played... I finished it four times. I finished it twice on PS3 and twice on PS4. Pez hasn't finished it once. And (laughs) when I played it the second time, my daughter was born. And I totally get in the end. Also, I cried in the very beginning. Like, for sure, Mm -hmm. that destroyed me. But I totally get in the end. Anybody who has a kid would do that and wouldn't even think twice. Like, wouldn't even think twice. There are decisions made in the second one where it's like, okay, but she knew. I think Joel was totally justified in doing that. And... Well, I can't really go into the second one, but... The reason why is because it just won, like, Game of the no, Year, so we don't want... Well, well, how about this? How in, about wait, this? in two years from Queen, today... <laughs> you can come yes. back, and we can have a spoiler Naughty Dog episode, oh. 
and okay. Greg can just sit there and listen to us. <laughs> We're just going to ruin every single Naughty Dog game for Pez, yeah. one after the other, as right. punishment for his insolence. Sorry. Right. No. I'm not going to play him, so it's fine. What do you mean, Guys, dude? Oh, my gosh. How about this, Greg? For, our, for content, stream, you play a Naughty Dog game and get your commentary throughout it, and maybe you like it. All right. All right. I'll do it. I think I have The Last of Us on my uh, yeah. But I think I think a better game would be like an Uncharted. Don't you agree, Waba? I know. He's done those. It's so quick. It takes no time. I platinum like both of them in my sleep. I can't. But first, I'm not that good. And I, you know, I don't know. Well, you you have all next week off, guys. Twitch.tv slash Pizzle X fifty six. Nope, that's wrong. But Pizzle fifty six X. Thanks, though, Waba. It's right there. <laughs> I don't. I don't work here. <laughs> well, no, can I just work, tell you? We work for you in Wabacore. <laughs> yes. Did you know that, Queen? We work yeah, for Wabacore. It's Wabacore. I heard this. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I don't know why you let him do this. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> can I tell you just real quick, Court? When you said for content, Waba had this like intake of breath where he was like for content content I know. what what can we do for content if you do anything you might as well do it for content it's all for the yeah. content yeah you can, you can okay. ask for, I, i'm full of ideas i just had zero execution if it happens off stream it never happens so my second one and this might get pizzle going a little bit and this is i really don't have a dog in this fight this is just something as an outside person looking in and with the limited knowledge that I have, why is it okay for Bethesda to put out buggy games when they're in the running for game of the year, but CD Projekt Red has a reputation for putting out buggy games, is getting the gaming world falling on them for this. And I understand they kind of hid the fact they just gave out the PC codes and stuff like that, but we know that this studio puts out buggy games and Bethesda does too, and everyone's willing to give Bethesda a pass. It's and I think it's because Bethesda does it every time. Is that correct? Too, I don't play Bethesda games. I play the Doom games, the Polish games by them. I play, but their Fallout games to me are trash. But that's just my opinion because they're always broken. You can't finish them. I would disagree. So with Fallout seventy six, I would disagree because well, Fallout seventy six got roasted. I've heard that. But they're, also, they over like they didn't just get roasted for the game. They broke promises with like the collector's edition too. Like the oh, physical it was stuff. horrible, and that kind of piled on too. So it wasn't just the game, but it was like everything they did was a dumpster. But I would agree on the rest of it. Skyrim is one of my favorite games, and it's a buggy nightmare of mm-hmm. a game. But I think it's also an evolution of the times because like when Skyrim came out, Facebook wasn't really a thing and twitter wasn't a thing so i think now you give more people voices whether that's good or bad you're gonna have more kickback because of it i'm still buying I, well i'm not buying i know that i'm getting no for christmas i'm getting it i'm playing it i'm gonna enjoy it it is what it is i'm not yeah i'm not gonna enjoy it you're gonna be I, like i can't believe this game crashed for the thousand time and waffle's well, gonna put a screenshot of his yeah. crashing like for the so, third time but, what did you see Greg Miller put up, it crashed on the end credits for him. Oh, no. I will say this about Cyberpunk. So I beat Act 1, so I've gotten to meet Keanu Reeves. And I know we talk about Cyberpunk a lot. But I will say this. This story is very interesting after Act 1, which took me five and a half hours and two crashes. That's not bad. It's not, especially when it's like a 40 to 60 or whatever. I will be playing it. Definitely, like, enjoy the story. But I don't think, like, the game, I don't love the gameplay. So I actually think I'm going to keep it after all. I thought for games like big games like this 
it was kind of standard operating procedure to put out what they had and then just mm-hmm. work and patch it the entire I thought that was how games came out. That was just it. They came out broken and everyone kind of dealt with it. And now we're getting, it seems like a lot of piling on. And I I think that's kind of not fair. I, I think to Greg's point, and I know he's going to come in on this one because he's here it's broken games. Being, they shouldn't be doing this. I'm in the camp where I just wish they could be back in the Super Nintendo days where I get a cartridge, I put it in, the game works. I would love to be back in those days, but I think you're 100% right. I'm, I just finished Assassin's Creed today on PS5. It crashed a ton of times while playing it. For some reason, when you're walking upstairs, your body looks like it's in a Duran Duran video. It's just so weird and going up. It's, I, don't, I just don't get it. The game is very buggy still. I was, I was doing a fight where the guy was up in the air. We're getting way too used to buying games that are buggy and just dealing with it. Well, yeah. every game has a day one patch now, even NHL. I would play during like pre-release and the, the EA access trial and things like that. They come out with this giant honking patch on day one that takes like an hour to download. And it seems like that's the norm now. Yeah, being able to to patch a game is, I think, why you find most of our games are now broken. In the words of the great Shigeru Miyamoto, a delayed game is eventually good, but a bad game is bad forever. And that's why, we talked about it last podcast, that's why Nintendo will delay their games until they're ready. They just won't mm-hmm. ship it out to mass appeal to get trashed on, even though it might sell, you know, 20 million units or whatever. Yeah, Sorry, they don't Nintendo make broken I- games. They just might make a game that's just not... It won't be broken. It's just people might not like it because of whatever it is. Yeah, like Yoshi's Woolly World or Yoshi, the, the last Yoshi game that came out was not for me. Visually looks great. The mechanics are fine, but it's like a, it's a Yoshi game. Even though it's not for me, it's still a competent game. It's not going to crash. It looks fine. It runs fine. And that's just how Nintendo is. See, where they I screw think. everybody is on the other side of things with their hardware and their Joy-Cons and stuff. And, you know... Oh, putting out Legend so of Zelda bad. on the NES six or seven times. The most, but the, un- but the games are great. The, the most un- it's the one company that always will get a pass because, and I and I truly believe this is the reason. When I think of Nintendo, it does give me a warm fuzzy feeling. Like it's, it's nostalgia. Like, it, it's so That's... good. It's it's Christmas. Nintendo to me is yeah. Christmas. It, it makes me happy. I have my mini Super Nintendo here, and I'm like, oh, such a good console. Just, but I've bought their games like. The amount of money they get out of me, they get me every time, every time. And they don't ever put their stuff on sale. And even at the Game Awards, they're like family game. And they're talking about all these Nintendo games. And I'm like, are the people voting on these have families? Because if they're not getting the game for free, they're very expensive. Nintendo is very expensive to be in that ecosystem. It's like being in the Apple ecosystem. It's cost. It's very costly. Speaking of Nintendo... What are you currently playing? I am playing Animal Crossing. The Christmas update came out and I'm I love Christmas. I it's my favorite holiday, the season leading in. So I was kinda all about this. And it's snowing on my island and it's beautiful and there's trees that have lights on them. It's fantastic. That's what I'm playing. And I also dabble in Among Us very stressful what are your thoughts (laughs) on the snow boys and uh recipes coming out of balloons this is the hitting content everyone needs to listen to well no i hadn't i didn't know anything about snow boys so i was just kicking snowballs into the water because i didn't know that if you kept rolling it it would get bigger Mm -hmm. my biggest complaint about snow boys is the fact that you have to get it 
perfect, like this perfect snowboy in order to get the stuff. And the first snowboy that I made, it was not perfect. It was actually kind of on accident. I accidentally rolled them together and it created a snowboy. As for the balloons. It's frustrating to me just because I think that you should be able to get the recipes for the holiday or the event through other means than mm -hmm. than the balloons. And also they say that they come every five minutes and I don't. I don't they definitely that. do not. And also too, if you accidentally hit it into water, it disappears. If it bounces off of a tree, it's gone. I like the feature. I like the feature. I like the idea of it, but I was like, hmm. so for like, the two, what? so for the two uh, plebs with us that don't play Animal Crossing. <laughs> so this is how the past events have gone. Halloween event, your villagers would create the recipe, and you can go to their house and get it. And okay. with Thanksgiving, uh, they actually brought like a little turkey character in, which I thought was a little strange. But you could either do like his like quote unquote missions and get the the DIYs, they're called that way. Or you just the next day will buy them in the store. With this one, to get your Christmas, you know, your Christmas tree and your illuminated lights and your reindeers and all that stuff, you have to literally farm balloons up and down your coast every five minutes. And the balloons don't necessarily have all of your recipes. It could be iron nuggets or clay yeah. or some stupid clothes that you Bells, will, don't want. Whatever it is. Oh, it's yeah. such a pain. It's such that a pain. That sounds inconvenient. You know that you can get like the recipes on Amazon, right? Yeah, I know. I just, you know. I did it for the cherry blossom recipes because I didn't have the game when that was going on. So I went and I purchased you the recipes. <laughs> Some mm. guy showed up on my island and dropped all the recipes, and I was like... It was just care. a nice person giving it for free. There was no exchange of currency, real <laughs> or imaginary. It was just a nice person doing a favor. Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> what Nintendo's all about, being nice to their customers, clearly. The snowboy thing is such a pain. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I oh, I got this perfect snowman here, and then I put his stupid head on his stupid body. And he's like, oh, you were so close. And I, I yeah. want to take you and throw you in the ocean. I actually watched a YouTube video on it. And if you can measure, I think they said the top of the ear on your person and the bottom of the chin. So the top of the ear has to be the big one. And the bottom of the chin has to be the small one. And that's how you can get like the perfect snow boy. Yeah. And I read, I read this like, uh, once you start rolling, count to 17 seconds for the, for the base and oh. 12 for the head. And it's like, I shouldn't have to do this. Why do you need a geometry PhD to build a snowman? Oh, uh, it's so frustrating. And it's the only way you get the winter recipes, which are like, yeah. you know, ice chairs and ice pillars and pretty cool looking stuff. But it's the only way you get it. Unless you want to like do the Amazon thing and someone's like, hey, you can take this for 50,000, 5 million bells. It's like, I don't, I'm right. not going to do that. Now, did you ever play? Sorry, this isn't on the agenda. Did you play the other ones? That's okay. We don't need, we don't need them or the agenda. <laughs> Okay. This is our podcast now. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Animal Crossing. My name is Greg, a.k.a. Tom Nook. I'm here with uh, Queen of the North. Well, uh, did you play, like, New Leaf? And... No. Nope. So this so, is the first one you've played? This is the first one I played. Uh, okay, me too. It came out. I actually, the reason I got into it was I played it at PAX. Uh, I was going to ask that. Okay. Did you go to the booth at PAX? Because I didn't understand it, but it looked so cool. Yeah, so I went to the booth at PAX, and it was me and my brother and my best friend, and we played with, like, a Nintendo rep. And the Nintendo rep was really bad at it. And he was trying to show us like how to do local co-op. And he was really bad at it. So my friend's like, I'm not playing this. And I said, oh, I'm going to play the crap out of this. 
it's like a sweet little game that I can lay on my couch and play. I jumped in because it kind of gave me a Stardew Valley feel to it. And that's a game that I put like 300 hours in because I can play at my own pace. I don't have to sit at my desk and play it for four hours like uh, Ghost of Tsushima, which I really like. But I don't have to Mm. dedicate a ton of time to it. I can pick it up, say hello to my villagers, and then go about my day. So I would say the pandemic hit. And... My job was very stressful at the time. I work with essential workers and people were not coming to work. They were worried and all that. So I would spend all day just working. Daycare was closed. My daughter had just turned like 13 months. So she was going through like this clingy phase. And after she would go to bed, I would spend like three hours on TikTok. And that's how I like decompressed. At one point, I hit like sad TikTok where I was just like, oh my God, this is horrible. And I would just be crying. And then I hit baby toddler TikTok where this woman got on and she talked about how if you like, if you did the cry it out method for sleep training, you basically like ruined your child. She's not going to be able to bond with you emotionally. And you've basically turned her. Like, the chances of her being a serial killer are way high. I remember Wava coming up the stairs, him turning the corner, and I'm just, like, crying. And he's like, what is going on? I just want to make sure I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it like, was the uh, the Grandpa Simpson meme where you just walked in and put your hat down and walked out and picked it back up. I was like, are you mad at me? She was like, no. I'm like, all right, bye. My, my well, daughter he's is, like, like, the sweetest kid in the world, and we definitely mm-hmm. did the cry it out sleep training. Yeah. It hurt me harder than life, but my kid sleeps. Yes. And my friends who didn't do the cry it to sleep sleep training, their kids don't sleep yes. properly and they don't know why. And it takes them like mm-hmm. forever to put the kid to bed. Yeah. You know yeah. what? It is yeah. what it is. Everybody does well, the wrong thing. And that's that's what I was. I'm like, this woman is not a mother. Like she just did a psychology paper. And oh, I was God. just like, oh, my God. He was like, I think we need to find you something that's not TikTok. <laughs> So he kept mentioning Animal Crossing. He's like, you should check it out. And I was like, the only thing I knew about Animal Crossing was from the memes, like Tom Nook is a loan shark and whatever. And I'm like, we already have a mortgage. I don't want to live that life in my video games. Okay. And one Saturday night, he was, he threw in a video, like intro to Animal Crossing. And I was like, hey, this actually looks pretty nice. (laughs) And downloaded it that night. I didn't get the game until probably 11 p.m. Like after it had downloaded, and I was up till 3 a.m. Wow! Playing like I was, one of us. I was I was obsessed from jump. Although I didn't like, I was sold that it was my island and I was going to be the only one there. And then like two people came with me, and I was like, "Who are these people?" But yeah, so I I kind of was in it. I was. We'd wake up early, I'd feed my daughter breakfast, I'd put her on my lap and I'd play and she'd kind of watch or, you know, watch whatever. And that was kind of how we did it. And then Waba was like, you're actually kind of funny in your critiques. Maybe you should stream. And I was like, yeah, I'll go in your stream and do this. I don't care. And then all of a sudden I had like a layout and he's like, this is this and this is your alerts and whatever. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) He's like, if you want to do it. As much as to. I appreciate her, I don't. I have a brand, a yes, hockey brand. That's what can't be Animal Crossing I, out of forbid. nowhere. God forbid I go on his. So that's kind of how I got into Animal Crossing. We'd be doing the, the turn of exchange together. Yeah. she'd have to like collect oh, them. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be making the deal on uh, 
what, what whatever that website is, turnofexchange.gov or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I'd be brokering deals. So it was nice to get money, mm-hmm. like in the game and be like, oh, like I have like a million bells. And then I look at someone on like some Facebook group and they have like 117. Just some crazy amount. Yeah. They're never going to spend. I get it. Right. I was like, you can have that much money? Well, like that. Bells, not money. That game. So it hit at the right time. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it also, I think, did a good job of giving like the dopamine hit that like, okay, you, you have your tent. You're going to go do, go do this. You do that. Okay, exchange it now for a small house. Go do something else. Great, now you have three villagers. Go say hi to them. Great, now you have five villagers. And then it's just, it just builds and builds and builds. Yeah, and, there was something new every day. Like, yep. you opened it up, and they there's villagers throughout the day that have different recipes. You had to go get it. You had to go to the beach and get your message in a bottle or your recipe in a bottle what's new in the store what's new at evil sisters like all that and i was i was i mean i was in deep oh yeah you're right like it's just it's nice i can just put it down grab my daughter a snack no one's gonna kill me while i'm not paying attention it's just really nice and relaxing that's really what turned me on to it is just how it's such an at your pace game yeah and you can take it yeah. as slow as you want. Like my nine-year-old, I bought it for my nine-year-old because she was super mm-hmm. into it. And she's like still only has like three Islanders. But she loves yeah. running around saying hi to all of them <laughs> and just doing her own thing. If she never like wants to get like a quote-unquote full island, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah. You're never pushed to do the next thing. It's just there exactly. if you want it. Exactly. And I, the last podcast, you said that you used to be hard and then you had kids and you got soft. I feel like that's exactly what happened to me. I was listening to like three true crime podcasts a week and now I can't really do it anymore. So now I just play Animal Crossing because it's, I can't take anything else (laughs) in Among Us, which was really stressful. Among Us can be stressful. 100%. 100%. So I found in a Discord, it's even more stressful. Like, oh, really? In a Discord, like a uh, group group chat playing um, Among Us, it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of cutthroat and it's a little crazy. Yeah. I felt like I went through this like progression of being imposter where I first started and I didn't have a care in the world. I was just killing people left and right, jumping in events, whatever. And then you get caught like twice and then you start second guessing everything and you just become this. I warn people I am a horrible imposter and a mediocre crewmate. Like I will be the last person that finishes a task. It will. I'll finish the task and we'll win. And I'm like, oh, God. Coming to Switch? Yes, I'm actually excited about that. Yep. It is available on Switch. So Nintendo did like an indie direct thing, and like that was the big reveal at the end. Not a Mario game, just hey, you can play this game that's two years old. Yep. <laughs> on an iPhone. Yep. Nintendo but you can buy it, it from us. Easy. Easy peasy. With Christmas coming up, is there such thing as a Christmas game? Do you guys have special Christmas related gaming memories? And did you ever get a console or a game you wanted for Christmas? Court. Let's start with you, since you've got your Santa hat on. Tell us about your Christmas video game memories. Well, I have one that just recently happened for me. On the PS5, Spider-Man Miles Morales, it's during Christmas. 
the whole game takes place during Christmas. And I've been playing it with my daughter, and she's been swinging around, and that's when she started getting into video games. So in my head, I'm like, this is going to be a game I'm always going to remember playing forever now. Because my daughter loves playing for it. She loves swinging around going, oh, there's a snowman. Oh, it's snowing over here. Oh, look at this. Oh, look at the Christmas lights. I didn't think about a game being Christmas besides maybe The Division. But that's pretty morbid to say that's a Christmas game. But the original Division is is during Christmas as well. But this game is during Christmas. Like you have Christmassy dinner in it. Like everything in it is very Christmassy. It's fantastic. I can't recommend it more to anybody right now. If they can play it right now, play it right now. It's Christmas. The game is about Christmas, and it takes about... I played it on Plus. If you just do the story, you could finish this game in like five, six hours. It's quick. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. But just even going around the world and seeing all the Christmas stuff. But if I had a memory about Christmas, my brother and I, and I confirmed it with him, on Super Nintendo, we got or one of the Nintendos, we got Zelda. A Link to the Past, I believe, is the game we played, and we played the living daylights in it. We'd get games for Christmas. I was lucky enough that my birthday was always in October, so I always got the new NHL game for my birthday. But I'd always pick a game for Christmas. And one year we got Zelda, and my brother and I played the living daylights out of that game. My brother got so aggressive with video games once. The Super Nintendo, the the right and left buttons, were indented in our drop-down ceiling in our basement from playing Street Fighter in frustration. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yes, yes. Because the harder you mash the button, the harder the punch in the game is. Well, no, he threw the controller. No, he, the yeah, he threw the yeah. controller. Yeah. Oh, he oh, actually yeah. yeeted the controller in, in your home. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my brother and I played a lot of video games. And to me, Christmas is playing video games with my brother. And it always will be there. But now I have this new memory of playing with my daughter. And she's still, like, every morning, she's like, hey, can we swing around with Spider-Man? I'm like, yep. Yeah. No problem. And she just wants to swing around to see Christmas lights and all that kind of stuff. Aww. It's fantastic. Pez, what's your Christmas gaming memory? Well, I will say, I also had the angry brother. We used to play Madden. He wasn't angry. He just was very oh. passionate about the video games. Well, So, okay. yes, he would get angry. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, my brother was very passionate about not losing in video games. So, we would play Madden, and I would, like, smoke him. One time, he did throw a controller, like, at my head. But I missed it. He missed. And it hit the wall. And then I had to take a poster and put it over the wall because we shared a bedroom. <laughs> so I had to take the poster and put it over the, the hole in the wall. And it wasn't until like we moved out and my parents redid the room and they're like, what is this hole in the wall? And I was like, oh, that was the time when uh, Rich and I, you know, we were 12 and he threw the PlayStation controller at me. My mom's like, what is what is wrong with the two of you? <laughs> we had a good laugh about it because that's what brothers did. It was just a high competition type thing. In terms of a Christmas game, Court has his Christmas time game, game that takes place at Christmas. I don't necessarily have one, but there is a there is a game I did enjoy that did come out. No, that takes place on Christmas Eve. Batman: Arkham Origins. So if you're if you're a fan of the Arkham games, it's not the best one in the series. Arkham City's still the best one and will always be the best one. But it takes place on Christmas Eve. In your opinion. Know, well you know fact not opinion and then no my opinion arkham city is the best one arkham knight's trash don't play it and don't don't use the uh batmobile because it's horrible and i hated it sorry um and i don't i don't remember getting any chris like video game gifts on christmas nothing comes to mind i always got a lot of clothes and i'm pretty sure it's because i was as you would label a child husky so (laughs) It was a very, it was a very uh, clothing-heavy Christmas, almost every year. 
for husky pants. <laughs> Queen, what about your gaming-related story? So I have two. One was the N64. We got the N64 for Christmas. It was like a year removed from when it came out. And a few friends of ours had had the N64. They had a bunch of car- controllers and they had Mario Kart. So we would just play Mario Kart all the time. So we begged for it. We were like, we need it. My dad does this thing where he wraps the like video games before he has us open up the console. So we're like, oh my God. Like we unwrapped the wrestling games and we unwrapped Mario Kart and we unwrapped Zelda Ocarina of Time. The next day, we busted into the console, put it in, and I think daycare was closed for the two weeks after Christmas, so we stayed home alone. We played from when we woke up to when our dad got home. That was, we played Mario Kart the entire time. And then we would play the wrestling games, like we we were watching wrestling at the time, and it was like Ooh, the, yeah. height, the height of the NWO, and it was like... Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Eric Bischoff, and what's his name? Oh, Hogan as like the NWO. So we would like play Buff them. And, yes, that's right. Buff stuff. <laughs> I think probably about a week after Christmas, I threw in Zelda. I had never heard anything about Zelda in my life. It was just a game that was still in the box and I threw it in and I wish that I could tell you at that moment my life changed because I was playing Zelda, but when I started the game, it went through all the introductory stuff, the boy with no fairy, Navi goes and finds Link, he's in his house, which is in, like, a tree, it's like a tree cutout, and... Spoilers. It's the first, like, Spoiler minute alert. of the game. Jeez. So he, um, goes through this whole thing, he wakes up, he stands up, and you finally get control of the game, and Link starts doing laps around his house, just, like going ham around his house and I could not figure out what was going on I was like what is happening why is he doing this we even had the guidebook and there was nothing about it in the guidebook he would not stop so I turned it off and put Mario Kart back in and I think a month later I put Zelda back in and that's when my life changed (laughs) because it was oh man that game is that game is amazing like to me and It was cool because you could walk up to people and interact with them. And you didn't just have to do the story. You could do other stuff. And then was the year we got the PlayStation 2. Christmas Eve, we went to my dad's cousin's house. She has two sons that are around the same age as my sister and I. They turned on their PlayStation and they were playing Liberty City. Had never heard of GTA before. Barely even knew about PlayStation. And he gets in the car and just starts running people over. And I was like, what is happening? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, you can pretty much do anything in this game. And he gets out, hits a few buttons, gets this entire arsenal of weapons, and just goes on this, like, murder spree. I was just like, you can kill civilians? Like, what? It, It was so different from Zelda, where you could just interact with people and they had things. Like, now you could kill people, and they weren't tied in with the game. So we spent that entire Christmas Eve... Our goal was to get as many stars as we could before we got caught. And if we got caught, we'd just pass the controller. We were at my dad's cousin's house till midnight on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Day, it was like a 45-minute drive back. 
And I know my dad did not wrap one present beforehand. So he was up till probably like four in the morning <laughs> after that. Under the Christmas tree is a brand new PlayStation 2 with Vice City. We died. We did not know that we were getting this. And it was completely coincidental that we were playing it the night before. It would not have had the same effect it being under the tree if we didn't play, if we didn't have that like moment on Christmas Eve. But we played Vice City. I can't tell you another PlayStation game that was under the tree because we played Vice City all the time. You had the best Christmases. Sad. For real. Like, <laughs> wow. part of your family. I just got clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we I, just, got, I, got, like, I, I got cool stuff, but... Yeah, we, cool. we just played that, like, the whole time. And then I pretty much figured out really quickly after I met Waba that gaming had come a long way and my skill level hadn't. So after that, it was weeks after we started dating, Modern Warfare 2 came out. And he throws a controller in my hand and he goes, Here, um... Uh, play the first level. It's really easy. You're just mowing people down. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So I'm shooting, just shooting. And I'm like, why is it white? What, did I die? Like, can I die in this? And he's like, you're shooting at the ceiling. And that's when I pretty much figured out I was, I was done with this, <laughs> this gaming thing. I was an only child, unlike you guys. Uh, I was extremely spoiled. That explains so a lot. Yeah, I as you guys can't see this, so I have a bunch of stuff in the background, some of which I've had forever. So I I typically got video games Christmas time and holiday time. I usually got the new consoles, not all of them. Like I, I didn't want all of them. That's the thing. Like so, my first one ever was an N sixty four, and I got Mario and uh, Shadow of the Empire, and probably a bunch of other ones. Yeah, because like and, you still should have had the other consoles. It still makes no sense to me that your first console I, was N64. I know how N64. old you are, and I'm like, yeah. what, did you just not play video games? <laughs> no, my fa so my family wasn't really into it. So I, I did have a Game Boy Advance. I was more handheld, so I would have the Game Boy Color, the Game Boy Advance, and the Game, the game Gear. Gear. Yep, yeah. the Game Gear, and the Atari <laughs> Lynx that we talked about last time. And then my first actual console was the N64, and I got all those great games. And I just remember Christmases was, like, getting Mario and Goldeneye. And we just, as soon as, like, the last present is done, I'm like, I want to go upstairs. Let me sit in, on the ground and just use my awful, dumb, giant TV that was, like, five inches, you know, TV to play. And remember how that TV was, like, the best thing ever? And now it's, like, <laughs> must be, like, it's got to be 4K. It's, like... My, <laughs> apparently, the TV I used to play video games on, my mom won from a radio competition. And that TV was like 20 years old, and I sold it for like 10 bucks after I moved out of college my first year. Thanks, Craigslist. Did it weigh like 100 pounds? That thing was a unit. <laughs> but then I got the GameCube, and you know that was that was amazing because I, I used to get Nintendo Power, and I got like the Luigi's Mansion like mini disc that I still have in the original packaging that they sent up for promotional material. Very proud of that. And uh, I want to sell it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Then I, and, you know, then I got like the, the PlayStation 2. And you know, every year was typically like a lot of good memories around gaming. Even when I was older, my mom got me the PS3. You think the PS4? No, you bought that yourself. I bought that myself. <laughs> That's when everything changed in the PS5. I even told her this year. I was like, yeah, I went on bought and she's like, oh, I was like thinking about getting that. And I'm like, even if you wanted to, you couldn't. So, you know, things are changing now, but. She can get uh, me one if she can. Because <laughs> I can't get one myself, apparently. So. Can I get no a second can. one, though? Because like, mine's like 
you know, it's kind of dying. Oh, yeah. But now the the fun thing is because of Queen, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll get her a game. Sometimes it was like the Just Dance games because it was, you know, I have the PlayStation camera and she could And based on around. her reactions, you're going to get Spider-Man Miles Morales. <laughs> she seemed <laughs> to be really like, we're cute. playing that game for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. I mean, I'll get it. I don't mind. It's so good. Uh, it's so good. And now I'll buy, you know, like my brother-in-law, like a game or sometimes like her uncle who likes gaming, who like doesn't really go out and buy games, but I'll buy some like to recommend them. I mean, I, I bought, he's not going to listen to this before Thursday, but I went out and bought Days Gone, which I just platinumed and I loved. And also Bioshock uh, Remastered, which is like a game Ooh, near and dear to my well heart. Well done, well done. And I've gotten her my Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, just games that I, you know, I know he'll like that I really like. So it's nice to be able to not only, you know, have this history of getting games at Christmas, but now be able to pass that along to other people who, who maybe aren't as involved as, you know, like we are. And, you know, someday my, my daughter will most likely be involved in that. I'm or making, she won't. She can do I'm whatever she wants. Oh, I, I forgot. To, I got my daughter a new controller. Oh, that's right. The, uh, the little baby Xbox miniature controller. one. Yeah. And she oh. loves it. Loves it. We joke about how when my dad retires, we're going to buy him a PlayStation 4 and give him Bioshock Infinite and Last of Us and be like, have at it. But he's gonna, Goodbye. Have fun. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to yeah. cry. He's going to cry. Sad. He's, yeah, he's, he's set. My I father say, cried yeah. big time to that opening scene in the last, like, he was <laughs> like, he literally turns to me, like, we were playing and he's like, this is not a game. And then all of a sudden that part happens and he turns and goes, no, no. And I'm like, what? He's like, no. <laughs> like, that's why, why did that happen? Yeah. Why, yeah. why did that happen? I'm like. It's the up of video games. <sighs> and at the time I didn't get it. I was just like, whatever, you know, that happened. Yeah. And then I played it when I had my daughter, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. I, that hits I, different. I got to yeah. put the controller down for a minute. So I think your first episode, really quick, you talked about how you did it on baby mode. You did, uh, always. You I'm, I'm like... Captain Baby Mode. I have so I've already like... set my PS5 to be always on easy. <laughs> I'm one step lower than that, whereas I just have Wobba play and I watch. Ooh. <laughs> he plays, he played Bioshock Infinite and The Last of Us and The Last of Us 2 and I sat and I watched. It's probably stressful for him because, especially with Bioshock Infinite, where I was like, okay, come on. Like, let's go She's to like the next judging thing. judging me. Let's, let's go. And mm. I'm like, can you follow the arrow? The, the arrow is telling you where to go. That's not how like, you explore. But there's stuff here. And I'm like, but no, your, no. Your husband is an achievement hunt, a trophy hunter like yeah. myself. So he's going to yes. go already look up what he's, he's going to get the non-spoiler trophies and know what yep. they are so that when he's going through, he can get them and not have to go back to get them later. I do the yeah. exact same thing. But, what he's but see, doing, I'm like, like a Bioshock, story driven. Kill the guy with headshots, right? What was that guy in Bioshock? <laughs> he had to kill him with headshots. With the, the I'm like, oh my God, it was so hard. Because you well, could I'm only kill that big guy driven. with headshots. I want, I want Booker to rescue Elizabeth so they can get married live happily ever and have babies and then you find out that that's just not gonna happen and i was kind of disappointed i was like no <laughs> but and then the last of us was the same thing i was in chicago when it came out and i told him if you play this game without me sitting next to you there's gonna be trouble <laughs> she wasn't coming back yeah. <laughs> I will say, as the one with the older children in, in the podcast, it is nice to, like, give your kid, like, a Nintendo game. Uh, my nine-year-old actually got a Switch Lite because I didn't want her to break mine with her child hands. Like, oh, good call. Like they do. And just to see the excitement on her face, I was like, 
all right, maybe I'm doing something semi right. So that's like a memory now. It's like passing passing the torch, you know. So that was exciting. Oh, my, well, yeah, my, my daughter steals my switch. She's that's easily brokenable. That's that's yeah. That's a very scary thing to do. So she gets it, and she holds. If I have it on, she holds onto it, and she like looks. And uh, she was actually mm. kind of walking around the beach with it for Animal Crossing, and I was like, "Hey, can you just oh. make sure you grab those star fragments for me?" And uh, fair enough. Built yeah, in. I mean, she didn't know, but she was just kind of. Discovering mm-hmm. well, it, Wally, I guess. You be proud. My daughter knows what achievements are, and she likes yes. getting them now already. Like, I already love the fact that my daughter's first console, I can safely say, is the Xbox Series X. When I got her the controller, I showed her the box. She goes, "What?" First, she was disappointed that it wasn't pink. Very disappointed the controller Fair. wasn't pink. Yeah. Fair. I told her, as soon as Design Lab is open, I will go on there with her, and we can make her own controller. Everybody was like, oh, you gave her the game and the controller before Christmas. I'm like, well, first off, as someone who plays video games... I have zero patience, and you play them when the game comes out. It doesn't matter what date Christmas is. That's not the way mm-hmm. things work around here. And second of all, she was so excited to plug in her controller. It's her controller so that I can play because Paw Patrol's two players, so now I can play with her. And she got to play the new Paw Patrol game. She was literally like, oh, I got the new Paw Patrol game. Oh, it's just, there we go. oh she's a little gamer. She's going to be such a nerd. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so our last Christmas topic was that we each went out and created a naughty or nice candidate for 2020. So what we did was, what gaming, company, game, anything would make the nice list, and which ones would make the naughty list? Pez, let's start with you. I wrote down two, but I'm only going to pick one. Queen, I'm sorry. But on the nice list this year, Bethesda. And I'll tell you why. Okay? (laughs) I'm going to... I'm going to... Get wrecked, Queen! No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't, this isn't a slight. I didn't know that your no take worries. was coming this way. But no, this, no, this is why. Fallout 76 launched 2019, pure trash fire. I played it, I hated it. My friend actually bought it for me, and I felt so bad that I actually PayPal'd him money for it. Because I was like, this game is so bad, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> I your said, friend I is like, obsessed with that terrible game. Obsessed. He, yeah, he loves it. He loves it. We were, at, we were all together this weekend. He was drunk out of his mind, and he was telling me how much he loved it, and he's put, put like, over a 1,000 hours into it, and I was like, dude, I don't care. This game's trash. I hate it. <laughs> but the reason they're on my nice list is a few. Is I have three reasons. One, April 17th, 2020, Bethesda releases Wastelanders for Fallout 76 for free, which is a big thing because the expansion added Fallout 3 and New Vegas-esque dialogue options, which is important. Because Fallout 4's dialogue options were terrible. It added faction reputation systems. And an actually good quest line that didn't involve robots and holotapes. Which was the original quest line, which was trash. You'd go to like this school building. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to meet the principal. Yep, it's some stupid robot. And he's like, hey, go to this next place. You go to this next place, it's just a holotape. You put it in. And, like, that game had a ton of problems. You put the hollow tape in, you're trying to listen to it, and you're playing with your friends, and they're screaming. Like, or, you know, you have your proximity chat going, and some guy's just playing, like, music at 50,000 decibels. And there was no leveling in the game, and there was no push to talk in the game. So it was just an audio nightmare. But they fixed it. There's new random encounters, and there's an, an ally system. So they basically took this, like, husk of a of a live service game and actually made it pretty 
pretty playable. I played it with the new... I played the new Wastelanders content. It was fine. It was like more Fallout, but I, I don't want to play my Fallout games with someone else. That's yes. my problem with the whole thing. That was my biggest complaint. I said it might be fun. It's not for me. I don't want multiplayer. That's exactly it. I, I want to walk around this vast... Like, I would love to play in West Virginia and walk around this vast wasteland and see everything it has to offer but i want to do that by myself it's not my quest when it's me and court and waba playing together talking to different people mm-hmm. it, it follow doesn't work that way bethesda also i'm gonna give him credit for this published doom eternal on march 20th currently holds an 87 plus score on metacritic depending on which system you play original doom i don't know if you guys played it but the doom 2016 was great the soundtrack is incredible if you're like a metal person the soundtrack will you will get amped up and just like you know blowing through stuff is great so doom eternal and third they were purchased by microsoft so good for them court hit me with your nice list insomniac is my nice for sure Uh, first off they created this experience called miles morales that just is let my daughter and i enjoy this little something together and, and play a game together that She's like, oh, daddy, she sees the red blip, and she goes, oh, go get the bad guys. And I get rid of the bad guys, and then she gets to go swinging around New York again, and then we play the mission, and and she just lets me play, and she doesn't get angry just as long as she can do all the swinging. Queen, who is on your nice list? I picked Supergiant Games. Oh, I didn't know that! (laughs) I know, I hid it from you. So, um... What a pick. Kotaku put out an article after they won Best Indian Best Action at the Game Awards, and they had nine nominations at the Game Awards with two wins. And they talked about how they have very fair practices there at their studio. There's only, I think, 17 people that work there, and 10 of them are from the original game, Bastion. Their music is incredible. I knew nothing about them until Wabba went and saw a live concert at PAX, and he was playing the music from our TV. And I was like, what is this? In the article, it kind of talks about how they don't necessarily believe in the same practices as other giant developers. They they do understand that there is a crunch, but they believe in kind of like a marathon instead of like a marathon with a sprint at the end. They also have unlimited um, vacation time. They make the employees take 20 days and anything after 5 p.m., like an email or anything, you don't have to respond to. You can work on it if you want, but it's not really up to you to pull other people in. So, and you can kind of work at your pace. It seemed like if you wanted to just like have a day that is long hours, you are totally okay to do that, but they're not creating a culture where you need to do that. I I love them. Not to like, I, I, something about not their games. So when I went to, I went to the concert last year, I was in the third row. I loved it of this year, whatever, who knows anymore. (laughs) So at the end they're like, Hey, we're going to sell merch. And, uh, Darren Korb, who's the, the male vocalist. And I forget the, the woman's name because she's an amazing singer. We're going to sign whatever you want. So obviously everybody's there. So many people I'm like in the back because they had no enforcers there, but then they finally got it under control. I waited an hour and a half and they had to close because the venue was closing. 
And I think someone from the studio, he must have been from the studio, said, hey, everyone, we have to shut this down. We can't, the, the city's not allowing us to be open anymore. However, we have a panel the next day. I'm giving everybody in this line who couldn't buy something, a con- like a poster, a concert poster that was like 20 bucks and said, bring this. We're going to have a room open. We have it already out after and they will sign and you can, you know, say hi and whatever it is. And they honored that. They had a whole group of people that they were just doing signings. And they had the uh, narrator voice as well, who's also, I think, the voice of Hades. And it yeah. was so unexpected. It was unnecessary. It was... They didn't have to do it. They weren't making money on it. In fact, they, they probably lost money. But it just shows that, like, they care about the people who, like, care about them. I, you know, I was disappointed when I didn't get to buy what I wanted. But they made it worth it. And it's not their fault. And they, they went above and beyond. So that was, that was very special of them. I don't know if you guys know this, but they just got... Uh, Hades just won IGN's, IGN's Game of the Year. Really? Which, Good. A, Hades is an incredible game. But big ups to Supergiant Games. They have never put a bad game out. Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and Hades. All phenomenal. All have great music. You didn't like Pyre, did you? I didn't like Tri- Transistor. It was like mm. one of those games where it was, it was free on the uh, the PlayStation 4. And I just was like, thank God it was free because I didn't pay for this. I just, I couldn't get into it. I like Bastion. Mm-hmm. Transistor was like, wow, I just couldn't do it. It's turn-based it and that's not for everyone. Yeah. Or it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's turn-based like. That's fair. Yep, fair. Yeah, I didn't like it. My nice pick <laughs> is uh, Atlas. Atlas had an incredible year. They released Persona 5 The Royal, which is a remake of one of my favorite games. They re-released Persona 4, which is another one of my favorite games. They made so much money on Persona 4, they we might get Persona 3. They they literally printing money from Steam. Oh, by the way, it's on Steam, which it was like Vita only, and it's incredible. Did they release? They released Catherine Full Body Remaster. Yep. PC, um, Switch, PS4, Switch everywhere. They're it. releasing it on yeah. the Switch and the PC, which is unreal. That's a puzzle game with. Uh, if you guys are like, oh, that what, what is that game? Uh, Laura Bailey and uh, I think Troy, Troy Baker. Yeah, Troy Baker are both like two of the top three like people in it, and they added a new character, like a new main character love interest, which is unreal. Did the dancing games come out this year too? Persona. I don't know. I don't play any of them. No, <laughs> Persona Five Dancing in Starlight. I. They also came out with. They hid this, a English version dub of the anime. Which, that's a big deal. They only had the Japanese cast. They came out with that. It was a, such a s- smooth announcement. They didn't tell anyone. And the voice actors, who I love, um, didn't reveal it. And they just announced a Persona 5 scramble. I know they're milking this franchise. But they are doing so well. And I, their titles are amazing. Atlas is, is, is fantastic. They're perfect. Sega, I was worried when they bought them. They've really let them do their own thing. They're a little more independent. Atlas deserves everybody's praise and attention. I told you, I promise you, I will try Persona. <laughs> it's free. I'll try. If Just you watch don't... the anime. No, don't watch it. You have to watch it after. You have to watch it after. <laughs> wow. You no no. I don't want to disappoint you so much. I like. I feel like I'm going to be very point you and crush you when I'm like. <laughs> Well, if you don't I, like turn-based I, combat, you're in for a rough yeah. time. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going into this with very low expectations, so that's a good thing. I'm not going into this like cyberpunk, regardless if it's crashing. I'm still going to be like, it's going to be so cool, and I'm probably going to be greatly disappointed, like I have been with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I can talk on at a later show. But I'll play it though. I promise. Can I'll you stream it pers- so we can watch the disappointment sure. in real time? 
Yes. But I don't have a camera I, that looks on me. I've watched the Persona 4 anime twice. There it's is. so good. It's so good. It was it's on so Hulu good. for a long time. I don't think it still is, but... Pez, who mm. is on your naughty list? Initially, I was going to say CD Projekt Red, but we're only Obviously. doing one. So it <laughs> is Sony, Microsoft, and NVIDIA for not being able to sell anything to anybody but that, at any time. Oh. I know. I'm sure we <laughs> all four of us had it. But you know what? I'm going first. Damn I didn't. It. Okay. <laughs> Impossible to get a PS5, Xbox Series X, or NVIDIA graphics card. I luckily got a 3070. Robot Scalp is snatching up large quantities of inventory and upselling them for double the price. Screw them on the naughty list. My whole thing was, was we've got to figure out a way to... Like, PlayStation had that great idea where they, they contacted people and said, Hey, we can put you on a list to get a console. Now, I, I understand, you know, they should have it so that new people can get the console. And people are listening... You know what? No, I don't care. They should be for the first drop of the brand new console. They should give first dibs to the people that have already plunked their money in. They have our names. They have our information. Send us an email. That's how you do it. Scalpers can't get boo if they just say, hey, this user ID can only get one console. Here's your queue. Here's your, do you want in? You want out? Okay, forget it. Microsoft and PlayStation just sold them all direct and told you where to go pick them up. Because like even Microsoft, when I bought my Xbox Series X, I was able to get both consoles. My Xbox Series X, I went on the webpage and it just, you go through it and it, it sends you to who you're going to get it from. They had a list of their, their suppliers and it does the searching. You've already filled out all the information and then it, it sends you to who you're going to get it from. I truly believe if they would have done the system where they take your username, your PSN ID, your Microsoft ID, and that's you go in and you fill in a queue, then you get no bots. And the people that have been supporting them the whole time get their product. I know you don't get new adopters, but for the next wave, that's when you get new people to go in. Because it's very frustrating. A guy like Greg couldn't get one. Still can't get one. I know lots of people that want a PlayStation 5 that can't get one, yet you see them all on Facebook and people are selling them for a ridiculous amount of money. I understand capitalism. I get all that. But Sony and Microsoft need to be better because that's trash. I mean, what else am I going to spend my stimulus money on? Rather than a PS5. And Canada wouldn't even cover it. <laughs> it barely comes no, in the US. I, when I bought it, I sent a screenshot to Waba of the uh, how much it cost. And he re- I can't remember his reply of, but it was it was pretty funny at the time because it was late at night. And he's probably just like, no, that can't be real. <laughs> it was $722 Canadian. It's unreal. For the PS5 though. disc. Better off buying That's, it here and smuggling it across the border. It didn't even make any sense because the conversion wasn't the same. Like it made no sense. the the disc for the discless version. I hate saying that because it just sounds, you know. Um, you could just call it, it the digital the version. <laughs> the, so true. Uh, it is called the discless version, so I'm calling what it is. And the Xbox, they all were, but for some reason, the PS5 disc version. No, no, we're gonna make it ridiculously more for no reason. Charge an extra fifty dollars on there for no reason, and yeah, I paid for it. Queen, who is on your naughty list this year? So mine kind of plays into that, but I went a step apart. I said, I think they pronounce it Crip Chef Notify. They're the ones that bought all the PlayStations and are hoarding the PlayStations and selling them for like $1,500. So I went for them. I believe in capitalism within a reason. And I I think that's excessive. I think they should have did what, what they did, like what court said or what I had to do in order to get Taylor Swift tickets. You sign up for a specific time 
and they send you a text message with a link. You go in, it brings you to Ticketmaster, and you have an option, and you have 15 minutes to pick your seats. And you pick them, and you check out, and that's it. Bands do a better job of, like, mm-hmm. I all my favorite bands, I sign up for their fan clubs. You pay, like, Pearl Jam, you pay money. Um, the National, you pay money. But I get tickets to their concerts because I'm one of their fans, and I pay into this service. We all pay right. into the PlayStation Network, the Xbox Network. We all pay into the service, and they treat us like garbage on that factor. I'd, I'd add in that the PlayStation pulled a Bethesda and threw out a console that wasn't ready. For sure, like Bethesda games, they're they're broken pretty much from the get-go, and you see all the memes like, well, it's a Bethesda game. That's just what we're used to. Well, the PlayStation 5, way, you see so many people online, everybody's like, oh, first adopters. Thank God I didn't go on first adopters. No, they should just bring out a console that works. Mm-hmm. As much as Nintendo charges you an arm and a leg all i think all they had was joy con drift otherwise that console works out of the box mm. joy con drift is but the playstation affordable. way too many people are complaining about it mine crashes all the time it's like i'm playing cyberpunk all the time no matter what game i'm playing even though so, you're gonna buy it yeah 100 percent. but what <laughs> i don't get is you could even say that some of the crashes on cyberpunk are the console not the game because mm. my console crashes on assassin's creed miles morales playroom menu it doesn't matter the thing crashes wasn't the playstation 3 crap when it came out it was expensive and ridiculously overpriced i I think the original place the original playstation 3 was better than the newer version that they brought out because it was backwards compatible compatible yeah so the playstation 1 though was crap the playstation 1 broke a lot like a lot i just i thought that the PlayStation 3 had issues. The PlayStation 4 was borderline perfection. Now we're back in... I feel like it's Play- a cycle. PlayStation 4 was a jet engine and would <laughs> set things on fire if they were too close to it. Really? Like, I, that thing was so hot. I just sold my first one. You sold it? Yeah, yes. So this, is, uh, this is my second one. Because yeah, the first was one was bad. so loud. It worked, but it the was too loud. The things you find out <laughs> later on. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was a good console. Like The, the tech in the PlayStation 4 you think about it now, the tech in it was borderline just a little bit better than the PlayStation 3. Didn't Quantic Dream, they tried to tell mm-hmm. PlayStation not to go and make the PlayStation 4 because they thought there was so much stuff they could still do with the PlayStation 3. There is. We don't need new consoles, but they can make a crap load of money off people by... What the PS5 True. is... Let's be real. The fact that I don't have to put it in rest mode, and a little bit of that is because I'm also scared that my console will break if I have it in rest mode. It's the load time thing. Like, like that's amazing. We originally had the Nintendo where we had no load time. And then we had these consoles that had all these load times. And now we're happy again that we're back to the Nintendo days. My last one for the, the naughty list is going to be surprising, but it's Square Enix. The biggest thing is mainly because of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Is it a good game? Yes. Is it what I wanted? No. I wanted a turn-based combat just like it used to be in the good old days. And what did they give me? A game that looked really good, but it's a it's like a hybrid where you can pause it to use the menu. It's not what I want. Real-time combat? I don't know. It's not what I want. Is it a bad game? No. The story's still the same. The graphics look great. The voice acting cast is phenomenal. But it's not what I wanted. I wanted turn-based combat, and they didn't give it to me. And that's a personal thing. I haven't played it. I will probably not play it. I never played the original. I know the story, and I was going to get ready to play this one, but it's it's not my kind of game, and that's okay. But I played the demo. The demo was cool. At uh, PAX, it's not the game that I wanted, like Hold Final on. Fantasy X. You waited in that line to play that demo? No, I went there first thing. I got oh, a okay. ticket and I showed up at 2.15. <laughs> because when, uh, so we hit the Nintendo booth first. 
because that's what we do. We hit Nintendo first. It's usually the biggest. Looped around. There was like a sign that said like four hour wait. And all these people wait on the floor. And I said, what are you guys waiting for? They're like, oh, Final Fantasy VII remake. I was like, you guys have a great day. No, you get this ticket first and then you come back later and I wait in like a half hour line. And they said no pictures or anything of the booth. So, of course, I'm taking pictures. (laughs) And the woman comes over and she's like, you can't do that. And I'm like, all right, fine. So I had to like show her that I deleted them (laughs) off my phone. Because it wasn't a final product. And then the next day, like, after I do it, anyone with a PS4 can download the demo that I just played. And, like, get wrecked, nerds, at PAX. Like, they totally just <laughs> screwed everybody. They and th- maybe did. that's also another naughty. I mean, I I can flex that I had the ticket still. I kept it, but... Uh. I think you're right, Wabba. Square Enix could get on the naughty list almost every darn year. Square Enix puts out a lot of poo-poo games. They're not really a developer for me anymore. They did come out with uh, Kingdom Hearts, like the the rhythm game, which I think is cool, which I will play. I'm a big fan of rhythm games, and I'm shocked that they gave rhythm games some respect. I, I guess maybe they're just not for me anymore, and that's okay. I found Dragon Quest Eleven to be pretty good. But other than that, I agree with you guys. Square Enix isn't really. Like, Avengers in the trash. I totally forgot. It. So the Avengers, they that game didn't do... Like, it sold well, but Horrible. it didn't... Per- rating wise people didn't like it it was basically i never played it because i wasn't spending 60 dollars on a microtransaction game which is basically what it was it was like hey you have these four you have like these uh you know walmart great value versions of uh avengers and they're gonna play terribly and then you have to buy a battle pass for them to unlock them and on top of that you know it was like the Fortnite thing you have to buy the battle pass on top of that you have your store with all your costumes. It ran terribly on console. It ran super, super terribly on PC. So it's like, why why bother? It's already like 20 bucks on Steam. Like, why bother putting your money and time into something that's just a cash grab? And they spent money on Twitch for that, too. They had all the big names playing it together. You know, good for them. I thought they did a good job marketing it, but it just didn't... The game didn't look good. No. It didn't look good. It looked like a and great it, single player game, but that's not what it was. Go ahead. It came out at the wrong time. Like you you should have an Avengers game coming out between Infinity War and Endgame to give people that like yeah. that space to fill the space. Mm-hmm. So and I understand if it's not done, we don't want to put out games that aren't done. I get it, but I mean they did anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> it was a ter- it was terrible. And I will say, I'm going to give Sony kudos on this. They are keeping single player alive. But you're right. Strong single player first party games. You're right. Sony is it. Yeah. And be all. So that's going to end our Christmas Eve episode. If you want to hang out with Pez, where can they find you in the future? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Pezel56x. And then uh, Twitter uh, at Pezel56x gaming. And then, you know, your Instagram, YouTube, same thing. Court, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at Court Alone if you want to hang out. I, I really doubt you do. <laughs> That's Queen, <not> true. <laughs> Queen, where can folks I, find you? Twitch.tv slash Queen of the North. Zero for the of. And on the Twitter and Instagram, but he runs my Twitter. So if you. Oh, really? Twitter, he He's the reason that... you haven't followed me back? Wow. <laughs> wow. Oof. I'm sorry. Wow. No. Wait, that yeah. wasn't me. He'll tell me. Wow. He'll be like, oh, someone reacted to your tweet. I'm like, what tweet? I don't tweet. He's like, the tweet I put out for you. And I'm like. The tweet yes. I asked you asked me to write. And if you want to hang out with me, 
you can see me in the background getting her another drink during her streams. <laughs> or you can find me at twitch.tv slash wobbleplays. Wobble plays on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube as well. Hope everybody listening has a fantastic holiday. Hope everyone's families are safe, healthy. You guys have a lot of good Christmas food and presents. Hope Santa's good to everyone. Take care. Merry Christmas.